Hey everybody, Sensei Randy here. Welcome to this week's edition of Ask Sensei. And um, we're gonna change it up a little bit today. Uh, slightly different format. Uh, I was, as a lot of you know, I'm a huge, huge into um, learning and education. I, I constantly am listening to um, CDs, DVDs, I'm listening to podcasts. Um, and I was listening to a couple of psychologists this morning talking about uh, childhood development, and they hit something that really, really struck out to me this morning, and I just wanted to kind of share a little bit about uh, some of my thoughts, and it actually plays into some of the discussion that has been going on uh, here at the studio with a number of parents, and it has to do with bullying, and we have seen uh, increases, uh, not only um, in a couple of the towns that we deal with, but in a lot of the groups I'm in, it comes up a lot about uh, bullies and the level that uh, is now um, people are seeing um, in the school systems. And um, uh, I think part of the challenge we have as parents is um, when we're exposed to these issues, if we have an issue with one of our kids, for example, um, we immediately jump to the school and um, really um, push for the school to get rid of bullying. And uh, these psychologists were talking to me and realized this morning that uh, I think we're actually asking the wrong question when we're dealing with these bullying situations. And um, I think the question is, how do we stop bullying? And uh, I was just reflecting on the fact that um, I don't think you can actually stop Bullying. I think bullying has been going on since I was a kid. Uh, it's one of the reasons I got into the martial arts in the first place was when I was a kid, I was um, I was severely bullied, and um, that was the reason that I eventually got into the martial arts. Um, bullying itself is actually built into human nature, not only human nature but all mammals. Uh, if you look at the animal kingdom, um, in each unit there is a hierarchy and the way those hierarchies are determined and established has to do with that push and shove that give and take which we've come to call bullying and um, the level that it can go to absolutely there are different levels where it goes beyond that whole just trying to establish where we fit in but um, you know for example uh, Lions, we, we talk about them a lot, but they have their pride and the head of the pride is basically another lion will come along and decide to take on the older lion and that's how they determine uh, the winner is who is at the top of the uh, top of the pride, right? Um, kids, again, I understand the difference. Um, but uh, I think what we re really need to realize is that bullying starts with simple things. It's a push, it's a shove, it's a, it's names, it's verbal, back and forth. And there is a purpose to that. And as far as a society, as far as the structure, um, you notice as kids get into school, when they get into that, you know, early school, uh, kindergarten, elementary school, the bullying is a lot of teasing, they go back and forth. And um, part of human nature is if something is different, they 
try to learn about it and discover it by poking it. Uh, anything new that comes along, they kids are naturally inquisitive. They like to poke, they like to question. And that's gonna happen with the younger kids as they're coming up. If somebody in that group is a little different, they're going to, um, they're gonna push, they're gonna prod, they're gonna see where the person goes, how the person reacts. And how that person reacts will determine what kind of action follows next. Uh, as they get older, <clears throat> it gets a little more challenging because now as they get into that middle school age, their bodies are changing, they're getting those testosterone shots, especially for the guys. Those testosterone boosts are hitting the body, their bodies are developing, they're changing, their musculature changes. But they're also at that same time becoming even more focused on their peer groups. Um, you know, in elementary school, they start to develop those peer groups, they start to learn how to build those relationships, they start to learn how to develop that connection with their peers, but they still have that home where their family is their primary source of fulfilling their human needs, their six basic human needs, right? So in the early stages, while they're starting to get that, you see the level of that back and forth is, is lower. As they hit into that middle school range, they get more into that peer group and they're looking more for that peer acceptance. And that peer acceptance is where that whole give and take with bullying starts to come into play. And um, what we see is that the bullying will start fairly simply. It's kind of that little nudge to test how far that person can go. Where did they fit in the structure of their community, of their, their you know, collective, uh, for example, in the school or sports teams, who's on the sports team, who's that leader, who's that outgoing one, and how that's all determined is that give and take. So I think the, at least the beginning stages of bullying, and I'm by all means not saying that it's normal or acceptable for physical violence on a, on a kid at school, but that whole start, that whole back and forth is really where kids uh, by nature are just trying to figure out where they fit into that structure. How are they, uh, where do they set up? Where the challenge gets to be is as some of those kids get into a position where, for example, they're not having needs met at home, they're not feeling a lot of those needs met within their peer group, uh, they use that um, significance, which is, a basic human need. Everybody needs to feel important. Everybody needs to feel that they matter. And as they start to get that human need as a priority need for them, that tends to manifest itself into more and more aggressive behavior towards other, um, other kids in, the, in their collective, in their organization, right? So I think one of the big questions we need to ask when we're dealing with bullying is, if I can't eliminate bullying because there's always gonna be that give and take. And again, when I talk about bullying, I'm talking about the early stages of bullying, right? All bullying has a progression. It starts with name calling. It starts with, you know, poking fun. It starts to bump in someone in the hall before it builds to that full on throwing down the fists and going at it, you know, outside where you're waiting for the bus or in a you know, section of the school where you feel you're, you're private enough where you could go after and be aggressive with somebody. So those earlier stages, if we see that child really standing up and showing that confidence and showing that 
I know where I fit in, the incidence of bullying against them tends to diminish. So, um, what we're what we're suggesting is instead of asking the question of, for example, the school, how do you get rid of bullying, to hold the entire staff accountable for eliminating bullying as a whole is going to be very challenging because, again, it's kind of human nature to have that give and take. That uh, you know who's on top. Uh, one of the easiest examples I can think of is I look back on my childhood and a lot of my good friends and in my friend group we were always going back and forth with each other you know we we were best friends in fact I still hang out with some of them today you know 40 <laughs> 50 years later uh, I still see a lot of these people I still get together with them and hang out with them our kids grew up together that peer group though, when we were in those years, those junior high school years, um, maybe the beginning of high school, it kind of calmed down once we get into high school, but as we were building our social group, there was a pecking order that was established and it was established by that back and forth. You know, we would fight, I would get into full-blown fist fights with, you know, some of my best friends. And, uh, you know, for a long time when we've talked about this, we've We've mentioned how we would get into those fights and we wouldn't talk for two days and then one of us would call the other one and the next thing you know, hey, let's go out for pizza. And it would never be mentioned again. And it was all part of that, you know, figuring out our social structure and figuring out who was where. And if one of us did have a problem, each of us knew the other one was there and we knew where everybody stood, what we could depend on, what we had. Um, so again, I think Asking the school to eliminate bullying is going to be an extremely difficult challenge. Uh, keeping our kids safe is definitely something that they do need to make sure they ensure. Um, you know, physical violence, physical aggression absolutely needs to be needs to be controlled at the school as quickly and as efficiently as possible, so that it doesn't escalate. However, I think for us. A better question is how do we get the schools to deal with this bullying is how do I get my child where they won't be that victim, where they won't be the person that gets physically bullied. And um, you know, a big part of that is bullies don't pick on kids that are confident. If a child knows where they are and they're comfortable in their social structure and they know what groups they fit in, uh, bullies tend to leave them alone. They they don't need to kind of prove themselves with those people and they know I probably shouldn't prove myself with, with some of these people because they're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to have that fear. And um, finding uh, activities and things for your children to do that actually build that confidence can be so far reaching in helping them you know, achieve that. You know, we talk about uh, the six basic human needs, the four prime needs. Uh, significance, uh, variety, uh, love and connection, you know, those needs, having those needs met by our peer group, by that social circle is so important. And especially that significance and that security, having those two needs fulfilled as kids makes it very difficult for somebody to, to feel them as being threatened. And, um, you know, in the martial arts, we teach our kids how to protect themselves if it does come down to that. But with that, uh, having that confidence 
definitely helps because they're not going to be that one where as soon as they get challenged, they kind of duck their head and back down. They're going to be confident enough where they can just kind of stand up and not be aggressive back, but just ignore it, just laugh it off. You know, do the six steps that we talk about in our bully programs. Having that initial confidence, having that fight confidence definitely gives them that ability to kind of, excuse me, to kind of be outside of that whole give and take that goes on where these kids are trying to figure out where they're at. And uh, this gets even more complicated because a lot of these kids that are now in that middle school arena, uh, that's, you know, seventh, eighth graders, you know, two years ago, we went through that whole isolation and they weren't able to come into school. Um, and they weren't able to really have that interaction. So now they're in that place where they need to figure out that social structure. It's a human need. I need to know where I fit in. How do I fit into this group? Where am I in this structure? And so now we're seeing a lot more incidences because they're basically trying to catch up. They're trying to figure out how do I play this? How do I get into this? Where do I fall? So again, absolutely we expect our schools to keep our kids safe and to put them in an environment where they can feel comfortable learning however as parents we're also responsible for making sure that our kids fit into that understand where they fit in that structure and make sure they have the confidence and the belief in their own selves that they can get out there and not have to worry about that not have to deal with it um, you know one of the lines we use in our bully program we talk about um, and we talk about it even in our women's self-defense classes is we're the people we're working with we're trying to get them so that they come off in a way that those predators um, don't look at them as easy victims they don't look at them as easy targets that somebody they want to pick on um, you know the whole live your life theme it's it's all about being you and being comfortable with who you are and sometimes people get a little uh, a little questioning on the whole, you know, I can't, I just don't want you to be that victim. We know somebody's going to be the victim. I don't want it to be the people that we're working with. Um, in reality, I don't want it to be anybody, but the fact is that's kind of human nature. That's the way it is. There always have been and there always will be people out there that are going to prey on, um, on people that are weaker than them for whatever reason, um, you know, looking for that significance, looking for that structure. Um, our job as parents and as educators is to make sure we help those kids that are the most vulnerable to be the best versions of themselves, to be that confident, strong person where they don't need to try to figure out where they are in their, in their structure. They just know where they fit and they're going to do their thing and they're going to fit in with their peer group the way they feel comfortable. All right. Uh, Hope you guys got something to think about from this. Hope it uh, opened your eyes to a few things, gave you a few new ways to look at things.